Hello, welcome to the video. My name is Mark, and today we're gonna to be talking about you. We're gonna be talking about the viewers, the subscribers, and more specifically, we're gonna be talking about the commenters. When I joined this YouTube channel about a month and a half ago or so, I knew that at some point I would want to uh, provide some feedback or to provide some feedback on the feedback essentially and give my thoughts as to what I've learned from the comments and there's been plenty I've learned. Uh, one of the things I've learned is that the commenting section of a YouTube channel can be very, very valuable. It's valuable to the content creator but probably more importantly, it can be valuable to, to the viewer. Before I get started, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you. I know at the end of every video, we always say thank you for, you know, thank you for watching and we ask for a thumbs up and that type of thing, and that's awesome. But I also recognize that about, a th about half of you probably won't be watching this video at the end. So at the outset, I would like to say, whether you watch the entire video or even a part of the video, the fact that you would click on the link to get started and hopefully find some valuable content, uh, really appreciate that, so thank you for, for that. As far as the comments are concerned, I had no idea how valuable a tool, a resource comments can be, and this is not universal. It's not every comment is valuable to the, to the viewership, but a lot of them are, and I wanna take some time today to talk about the things that I've learned, and more importantly, the things that you can learn by maybe having a look at some of the comments, and I'm gonna try and provide some direction as to how to use those comments uh, most effectively. The first thing that I'm going to say right out of the gate is this. I am a little bit surprised, and probably naively so, at how many viewers take what we do here as flat out advice. And it's really important, I would say, to emphasize that what, you know, all YouTube channels that are in this space, in the finance space, are informational educational, hopefully. Some are entertaining, some more so than others. Some have more of a focus on entertainment, less on the information. Others focus more on the education, less on the entertainment. Whatever works best for you, it's critical, I would say, that you understand that when we cover a company, when we cover a concept, when another channel talks about you know company XYZ or bond ABC, that should not, it cannot, to be effective, be taken as just straight advice. I'll give you some reasoning for that. Every viewer is a little bit different. I think back to my time in the business when there was a huge obligation on the, the advisor, on the portfolio manager, to know your client, KYC. That's one of the hallmarks of, of the industry is that before you can start recommending advice, you have to know your client. And this can be at a very basic level in some cases, but there has to be some depth of knowledge before you can dispense advice. Clearly, for people on YouTube, we don't know your personal circumstances. So when we do, uh, for example, we're gonna cover a stock called Royal Bank. Well, for me, Royal Bank might be a very suitable investment. For you, it may be the wrong investment for many different reasons. High yield bonds. Maybe for a certain person, high yield bonds are exactly what they need in their portfolio. For another person, they're exactly what you shouldn't have in your portfolio given your needs, your circumstances, your goals, objectives, that type of thing. The point is, and I'll give you a couple of examples of, of um, I would say concerning comments we've received and feedback, which are positive, but they are concerning. Keep in mind that you always have to do your own homework, your own due diligence. We like to provide ideas as a starting point, 
but hopefully the expectation is that we're not talking directly to you and saying this is something that you have to buy. I'm going to give you a couple of examples just based on the, the feedback and the comments that I've seen in the last month and a half. So as the first example here, we're going to look at a comment from someone named That Sasgram. This actually came in just as I was preparing this video and the comment is, what's a good thing to invest in now? Now, it's straight into the point, I get that. However, I would be negligent, I would be irresponsible if I or Brandon or any YouTube financial person gave a response to that. Oh, you should buy cryptocurrency or you should buy you know, closed-end funds or you should buy Walmart. That would kind of be like walking into a, a, a doctor's office and just flat out walking to a doctor you've never met before and, and saying to the doctor, oh doctor, which pill should I take? What medication should I take? Clearly, the doctor would be negligent. They'd be in violation of their ethics if they just said, oh, here, take this pill. It's really popular these days. Investing is really no different. So when you come to a channel like ours, look at it for information. Look at it to either enhance something you've already worked on or to form a base of, of information, but always do your own due diligence on that. Another example of this is another comment we received uh, from Praised CSGO, and the comment is, Hey, which ETF should I put most of my money in? VFV, VDY, XIU, also the risks between them. This is a little bit of a hybrid. The first part of the question is, which is the best, you know, where should I put most of my money, which we can't answer. Now, the second part, what are the risks between them? That's a good question. That's something that's where we can come into play and we can compare different ETFs or different stocks or different industries and say, Here's what you need to know if you're going to choose to invest in those. But just to flat out ask what that question is, we can't provide the answer to that. And I sure wish that we could. Uh, you know, I spent a better part of my adult life making those decisions for people. But those are people that I knew. These are clients I worked with and I did some in-depth, you know, probing and digging and learning before I was uh, in a position to be able to dispense advice. So from the comments I've learned, some people are coming to the channel to look flat out for advice. I would suggest that's something that you you know you don't want to do. Some of the viewers clearly grasp this concept. I'll show you a few examples here that I think are so awesome. Uh, SK Canuck fan a couple of months ago added to a, a previous uh, viewer's comment. Um, You've got to do your due diligence and research uh, and research a company before purchasing the stock. YouTube is great to find out about different companies. I put the companies that interest me into my watch list and then start researching them to see if they're a worthwhile investment. That is the perfect mindset that you should have. Thank you for introducing me to these companies. You have to perform your due diligence. Um, Derek, another viewer, left a comment. Great episode, Mark. I couldn't agree with uh, with your. I couldn't agree more with your take. And he gives a little bit of background on himself. He ends this comment by saying, "Skipping research is one uh, is the dumbest of all mistakes," and uh, hard to disagree with that. Hard to just blindly take research, blindly take um, companies that you hear about and go ahead and buy them because someone else is profiling them or someone else owns them. Uh, lastly on this, Edgar uh, Edgard left a comment and he says, the biggest mistake I have done so far investing is to buy without proper due diligence. One time I had some overconfidence, another problem, that led me to, to overlook key financial details and he goes on in more detail and then he ends by saying, these mistakes were much more significant than mistakes of over or under or, under or overestimating the earnings potential of a company and I continue to learn every day. Again, very wise 
comments, very, very thoughtful from one of our listeners. What can I learn? What can you learn? This is one of the things that the viewers can learn is to separate the information from the recommendation. And as these last comments were, always do your due diligence. By viewing the comments, I've noticed a couple of glaring, I would say, mistakes that investors make. And they become very evident when you're looking at these at these comments. I'm going to share some of those with, with you right now. One of the biggest mistakes is the comments you're going to get over and over from people who already know everything. You know, they have they have their opinion set to the exclusion of everybody else and everybody else is wrong and they're right. And usually they don't tell you why they're right, but you know, it's, it's usually not the case, but they're right. Now, one of the things I learned very early in my career was that I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, clearly when I started to, as an advisor years and years ago, I studied, I learned, I was keen on the industry and I got to a point where you, know, you get your various licenses and you figure, yeah, I've really got this nailed down here you realize that you actually never have it nailed down. The industry is constantly changing. Investment products are constantly changing. Opportunities, uh, the playing field is always changing. And when you get to the point where you think you've got it all figured out and you know it, you're in for some hurt. That's going to happen uh, unless you can snap out of that. And let's look at a few examples of that mindset and hopefully you can learn from these as well. A month or so, we got a comment in from um, Jerry and the topic of this video was dividend payers. Um, so building a dividend portfolio. And Jerry says flat out, you are wrong. Um, some of your investments should be in penny stocks. I have been around, uh, I have around 36. Now he goes into a little bit of detail about his portfolio. Um, Jerry says with unequivocally, you are wrong, you should own penny stocks. Just like I can't specifically say that to any particular person, certainly, Jerry can't say that to anybody out there who he has no idea what their circumstances are. If you see advice like this, or if you see comments like this, take everything with a grain of salt, look at your own personal circumstances, and you certainly can't take that for gospel. Another comment that came in was from a fellow named James. Now, James says, imagine investing in dividend stocks during the greatest bull run ever. Stocks flying up in value five times, 10 times, 20 times. My portfolio is up 500% in four months. Why in the world would anyone want to use a dividend strategy during this bull run? And I have seen a ton of that. Now, I don't know how James doesn't say here how long he has been an investor. I'm going to suspect with a mindset like that, probably not that long. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. And I guess that goes to say um, whether, you know, he should be advised by me. I mean, I can't give him advice specifically on that. I don't know. I don't know who the guy is. But if we look at this, this chart, that comment was made back in February and since February, we've seen quite a change. And just as a quick example, I used the blue line, the ARC, uh, the ARC ETF trust as a proxy for sort of the, the high flyers that he was referring to that he owned. And I used the iShares um, Select Dividend ETF as a proxy for dividend funds. And when you look at the last number of months, the ARC fund is down 17% and the dividend yield is up approximately 10%. Now that's not to say that one is better than the other and that's a very short, uh, a snapshot. However, it also goes to show that that mindset of how stupid it is to buy dividends is ignorant of the fact of who you're speaking to and it's kind of taking the, the whole concept of risk out of the portfolio at all. So maybe for James, he could say, for me, I would be stupid 
to make that investment, but not as a broad statement to the general public. Another comment we received is from Harry, and Harry says, don't buy Barrick, just buy physical gold. Trust me, the classic trust me. And this comes on the heels of a, I think Brandon had done a video just talking about gold. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Brandon is always bang on with his projections of what might happen. In fact, I haven't reviewed that video, but I'm assuming that most of his videos, he will say, I don't know what's gonna happen, but here's the things you need to look out for. It's impossible to predict. But anytime you see a comment that just says, trust me, I would say, you might, want, you might not wanna trust that, that advice. I know in our industry, uh, you couldn't say that. That was kind of a no-no because um, people inherently could have some trust that you could build up build up with them over time, but trust you on knowing what's gonna happen in the short term as far as an investment concern uh, is just something that you didn't hear. I guess the main takeaway, the main point here is always come in to this type of thing with an open mind. If you, you're always learning, always expand your knowledge base if you're gonna be making good investment decisions. And so, um, listen or, or sorry, read the comments, but always take everything with an understanding that uh, you need to have some substance behind what you're saying. A second big mistake that investors make, and, and I've really seen this a lot from the comments, is being, what I would say, you know, too myopic, just focusing in on one part of the investment picture without really stepping back and having a look at how everything intertwines with, with each other. Uh, I see things like, you know, well, don't put, U.S. stocks in your tax-free savings account. Uh, I'll see like buying single stocks, or, or you know, or is you'd be a sucker to buy single stocks as opposed to an ETF, that type of thing. For certain people, that may be the case, but it depends on this the whole scenario. Let's let's look at a few examples of of this type of of an issue that I've identified by reading the comments. A few days ago, a comment came in, and there's some validity to this. It says also, I feel like it should be noted that Canadian dividend paying stocks should be held exclusively in your TFSA and your American ones in your RRSP. Now, that could be good advice. And I like how the, you know it started by, I feel like it should be noted, but then it goes on to definitively saying that uh, you know certain stocks should be held exclusively in your tax-free savings account and American ones in your RRSP. Well, I would disagree with that. It depends on your circumstances. What if you only have a tax-free savings account. Well, you know, just as a quick example, you take someone who has no doesn't earn income, but they have money that's saved up, so they're not. There's no benefit to putting uh, any stock into an RRSP if there's no tax. Uh, well, maybe they can't if they have no earned income. So to say you should not put your American uh, ones into your TFSA. There is the issue with taxation. The key is to be aware of all the circumstances, but nothing is definitive, or very few things are as definitive as that. Another example comes from Dabom. So Dabom says, if you are a Canadian, then it would be best to keep it in RRSP to avoid foreign withholding tax. Same concept. Maybe that's the case, but it definitely isn't that case for everybody. One of the real positives of this platform this YouTube platform is the exchange of ideas. And, and you know there's some great ideas and there's some not so great ideas, but this is a tool that you, the viewer, can really use if you kind of learn a good comment or a good suggestion from a bad comment or a bad suggestion. I will just be at right, right up front, and this should be glaringly obvious, um, I don't have all the answers. No one person has all the answers. And you know when I was working in the career, in my career, 
as a portfolio manager, we were constantly discussing things with other PMs, with other investment advisors, things like, you know, economic issues. Where are we in the cycle? And, you know, what are interest rates going to be? Is inflation coming soon? Or, you know, I've heard of this ETF. Is this something that you think might be able to work into your models or into your clients' portfolios? Constantly sharing ideas, even if you think about the large investment firms, of course, there's not one guy sitting at a desk making all the trade calls. They have teams of analysts and, you know, they probably have daily or weekly or monthly meetings where they discuss ideas and, and run you know investment opportunities past each other. Having that collaboration is really important and it's a real benefit if you can if you can line that up. This is a venue for a lot of people who don't have access to that type of thing directly to learn. Share ideas. And there's some contributors on this channel who have just been amazing in how much they've given back. And clearly they have a passion about investing. I'm going to share some examples of that with you with you here. If you are a younger investor or a new investor of whatever age and you're trying to learn a lot of the terms and things like that you're not going to understand but when you hear them over and over through various videos they will start to make sense kind of like learning a new language when you begin a new language everything is foreign to you but when you hear certain things over and over and you start putting them in context um, you can really learn a lot by doing that. One of the comments I really like here is from a, uh, a viewer named Joseph and Joseph says love the deeper technical analysis mark and then he says a bit of it went over my head but I'm learning and that is the key to his comment here is that he is learning he's you know taking the information and he says I don't grasp it all right now but it's that concept learning this another word in, in, as far as the big language goes and one of the ways you can tell that these people really know what they're talking about is you can tell by the depth of their discussion. You know, there's logic, there's explanations. It's not just a, you know, stock XYZ sucks. It's, I would not buy stock XYZ today because, and they, they give you some information there. And I'm gonna show you a couple of examples of those here. One of them comes from Rob. Now Rob said uh, about a month ago, the concern I have with Costco will be the retention rate will possibly fall due to unemployment rates on the rise in North America. And then he goes on to talk about uh, repackaging, decreasing product size and prices. He talks about uh, Walmart having no membership fees as a competitor. And he also noted that Costco has just raised the minimum wage to $16 and this may push Costco down a little bit further. Thanks for the great video. And that is a comment that you can sell. The guy has a clue about what he's talking about and so Take, take that into your equation rather than just going yes or no. Mike also contributed and he says, uh, I'm liking Mark's picks personally. And then he says the reason is on the second line in today's economic client. That was something that I had noted when I was talking, I think about Costco at the time. Uh, yeah, it was. Now Mike adds to the discussion. He goes in and he talks about the Fed and the Treasury and long-term bond yields and the back end of the yield curve. Now for a lot of this information, it's something that you probably aren't familiar with but it's maybe those little tidbits that you can learn. So I think Mike does a real service by, again, saying, here are my thoughts and uh, giving a very in-depth analysis. And I like how he finishes and he says, at the same time, I'm new to all of this. So what the heck, I'll say, well, you know, what the heck do I know? So either way, great video guys, etc. And so, you know, I like how he says, here's my research. Here's my due diligence. How does that play into the equation? By the way, I don't know everything either. Uh, again, a really great contributor. We have regular contributors who give in-depth analysis, and uh, you know, I, I can't, I'm fairly new to this, so I, you know, I forgive me if I'm, you know, not mentioning you by name, but we really appreciate that. One of the regular commenters is a fellow named Scott 
uh, Scott's critical mass. And I'll just show you here some of the, the screenshots that he does. He gives really in-depth uh, discussions. He typically will go through the various companies and give his opinions on those. And that's something that as a beginner, you can read that information and take some nuggets away from that um, as well. Now, of course, a discussion of comments would not be complete without, you know, there's always the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, you know, we've covered a lot of the, the good and maybe not so good so far. There are some that are kind of ugly, and these are ones that you probably can ignore. I'll give you a couple examples of those right now. Sask Flyer. Now, Sask Flyer did not like uh, a video Brandon did. Now, this goes back a year, but his comment was, you narcissistic, condescending little jerk. Do you know how stupid you are? How old, how old are you? Were you even out of high school in the last recession? Delete this video. That is a video that you probably can't glean much information from as, as far as helping you learn. Another, another comment came following a video that Brandon did and it was related to day trading and he was explaining why he doesn't day trade and some of the reasons that you should probably consider you know, whether it's suitable for you as well. And the comment came from Ross, uh, Russ, the stock guy. And Russ uh, apparently is quite good at this because he said, your first reason alone is stupid. I can't watch the rest. And he tells Brandon to shut up. And you can tell by Brandon's response here that he it brought a tear to his eye. He was very upset about that. And so... And I'm just kidding. I know Brandon said to me when you start this, you're going to hear, you know, you're going to get some comments that are not that flattering. And um, so just, you know, take them with a grain of salt, have a thick skin, and, and you're going to get through that. If you're still watching this video, I want to compliment you as a community. I'm going to put up another uh, comment that we received uh, a couple of weeks ago from Scott. This is a fellow I referred to earlier. And Scott says, Brandon and Mark, I regularly re read all of the comments on your videos. I just got to say, you have consistently have the best community out of all the videos I watch on YouTube finance. And, you know, he talks about how a lot of the channels have degraded, even the good channels. And he goes on to, you know, compliment us, but I want to use this to compliment you. The fact that he spends time on the channel and, and other channels and has recognized that you, the community, the, the level of involvement, the, the, the high level of comments on here. And I would say almost the absence of you know, the silly, ridiculous uh, comments that don't really contribute. Uh, so kudos to you and those of you who participate. And for those of you who are purely learning from this, uh, I mean, embrace that. Scott knows what he's talking about. So for him to compliment you as a group, I really would take that to heart. A couple of other things as I, as I wrap up here, just a sort of a mishmash of comments. We've received a lot of comments about the, the fact that Brandon and I have this channel. And, you know, they recognize that father-son relationship. And, and that is, is so nice. Uh, and, yeah, we are so lucky to have this arrangement where we can do this together. And to have that recognize, uh, to have people recognize that. Or more importantly, we've heard a lot of comments from people who have young children. And they want, you know, they, they dream that maybe one day they could have a relationship like this with, with their child. Or a child with their father. And so maybe there's a little bit of inspiration out there as well. That is, you know, gee, wow, that really resonates with us. And if we can just give that little bit of inspiration out there or a bit of happiness, um, thank you for all those comments uh, that speak in that regard. I did a video a couple of weeks ago about does money buy happiness. And I was just blown away by the volume of comments, but the depth of the comments. Like, wow, 
you poured your guts out onto onto you know the YouTube into this community, and uh, well, that was really uh, nice. I mean, there was some some comments, some some you know, heartbreaking comments. Uh, there were some awesome inspirational comments, and uh, you know, again, sort of what I talked about earlier, just um, you know, to have that contribution. Kudos to you guys. Uh, you know, just keep those coming because that just makes the world a better place uh, when you can share in that way. I'll finish off with the last comment of this video and it is from a 13-year-old viewer and I love these and this is from Pahul. And Pahul says, Hey Brandon, I'm 13 years old and I have uh, bought around six stocks, four companies. Do you think that I'm too young to invest or should I be going? Uh, companies I have are Ford, eBay, TELUS and CVS Health. Uh, warms my heart to see a 13-year-old get in, you know, having this interest. And the reality is, yeah, keep going. Don't stop now. Uh, my boys started investing around the age of 12-ish. I think when Brandon was 12, so Jesse would have been 10 or 11 at the time. And you can invest for a child. I mean, they can't go with themselves as a 13-year-old and buy, uh, buy a, an, a set up an account. But you can have what's called an in-trust account. So an adult can set that up. You can help your children, even let them make the decisions, but the money is in your control until they turn the, the age of majority, at which point they can just take over from there. But giving them that head start, giving them that, you know, four or five, six or seven years of head start and learning a little bit about things is um, really something that uh, they're, they're going to benefit, benefit from, you know, for a lifetime. So uh, kudos to Pahul uh, for taking that step. And, and that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to wrap this video up now. I've been, you know, talking for quite a while, probably a lot longer than I expected when I started. I hope that this video helps you in your research, uh, in your in your investment journey. The, the the take home the takeaway point is always do your due diligence. Use the community as a support, but do your due diligence. Don't rely on someone else to make those decisions for you. YouTube is an awesome community for this purpose to learn. Uh, use it to your advantage, but don't. Um, don't be silly and just make sure you use it for the right purposes and in the right way. Uh, I'm going to wrap up. At the end of every video, I, as I said at the start, I, I do want to thank you. If you've watched the whole video here, that's awesome. I really appreciate you sticking around. Uh, as always, we make note that uh, the first link below is for our investing academy. And, and we've, you know, we've been growing that uh, over the last month or the last couple of months with a, a new advanced course. We've just, as of a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week ago, started our private membership group. Uh, just another way that you can expand your knowledge and learn if that's something that makes sense for you. If not, then you know, we'll just see you in the next video and I will wrap up and I do look forward to seeing you in the next video.